This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on, Troll, Caps fans, hockey fans, everyone? So this episode, obviously, it's our Thursday episode. We'll be talking about uh, our segments. We'll be having our segments, I should say. I'll be talking about the COVID sitch in the NHL as it pertains to the NHL. Um, and Polly, what are you going to be talking about at Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes? USA Women's Hockey. Okay, and Chell, right? You're gonna you're gonna work video games into this somehow, right? Yeah, they're related. Okay, sweet. Um, <clears throat> now, speaking of snacks, Polly, I have to admit, I went somewhere that is a place that you like to visit that I vehemently do not like. And yes, that was Olive yes, Garden. Tell. I went, I went to Olive Garden today. Um, I, so... It's changed a bit. Looks like the menu's gotten a little smaller. Probably haven't been in like five years. Thank God. Um, I didn't realize that like... So I ate my appetite... Like the soup that you get with your entree. And there she was like, you want more soup? And I was like, is it... If it's free refills or something? Like, I don't get it. Um, I got the Zupa Tuscana, if you will. Yeah. Um, Good choice. It's not bad. Um... Then I got like fried shrimp appetizer that was way too expensive. Uh, my kid ate a lot of that. That was good. So big shrimp head, uh, like shrimp. Um, and then I had the chicken marsala. Okay, so look, <clears throat> the marsala wasn't bad. The chicken marsala w- was not bad. I'll, I'll, it wasn't mind blowingly good. But, you know, it's Marsala. Like, how you don't fuck that up. I mean, it'd be hard to fuck that up, right? Like, how do you fuck up? It, it's a very simple recipe that has, you know, created through pretty solid technique, you know, deglazing the pan, getting like a wine sauce going, and mix that with like a chicken breast. You know, I think it's pretty pretty cut and dry. It's You're set up for success there. Um, Everything else was, you know, like subpar at best. The soup was mid- the the marsala was mid I don't know what about the breadsticks I those are my least favorite oh my gosh yeah I love them dude they're so salty yeah that, dip nah. them in your soup you put it in your soup yeah I dip it in my soup to wash the salt away well, no, I mean, I'm, I, I, anytime I eat soup, I, I dip whatever bread I have in it. Okay, fair, but yeah, I don't, I don't like the breadsticks, bro. Well, that's why you don't like the place. You don't like their their main draw. I don't like any of their food. Yeah, that's that's why I don't like the place. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. Um. Well, it's on record. You did not have a bad time. I mean, I didn't have a, I didn't have an amazing time. Uh, I didn't pay for the food. That was 
a contingent upon me going. I didn't even want to set foot in the building, but somebody didn't want to drive, so <clears throat> I had to do it. But um but yeah. Uh and you know, they loved the Alfredo. That's what that's what they went for. What do you usually get? Chicken and shrimp carbonara. Chicken, they had that on the fucking menu. Yeah. Carbon chicken and shrimp carbonara with yeah. fucking bacon and pepper. Yep. Do they do you think they add cream to it? They probably they fucking have to add cream to it. Yeah. You don't fucking add cream to carbonara, dude. Well, it's delicious. It's and not. You're just mad because you, did, you didn't order it. No. No, I would not have ordered... I would... Okay, look. You order fucking carbonara in, in Olive Garden. I feel like you're just setting yourself up for, like, severe disappointment. Well, it's the only place I've ever had it. And I like it. Oh, man. I will make you how you make real carbonara, and it's probably going to change your life, bro. Well, I welcome the challenge. <laughs> First of all, and also, you're not supposed to put fucking chicken and shrimp in carbonara. Like, carbonara is good enough. Well, like, I, just, I, have a real, I have a real problem with Olive Garden. I think it's overpriced. Like, it's fucking pasta, first of all. It's, it's pasta. Pasta is cheap. I don't know if you've ever priced pasta, but, like, these are, it's like a dollar for a box of pasta, dude. And you're not even getting the full box. Well, that's how you make money. <laughs> sure. Okay, sure. But, no, I don't know. I mean, every the service was good. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not bagging the people that work there. I'm just bagging, like, the entire entity that employs them. Yeah. Yeah. The institution. I, uh, the institution is wrong, right? So um, I'm very much hating the game, not the player. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have half. So by the time my entree came out, you know, of course I order a fucking appetizer. I get the soup. I eat a couple breadsticks. Um, you know, this shit comes, you know, it happens. The, the, the entree comes out, large portion. I eat half of it and I'm like, yeah, I've had enough. And, uh. I'm, now it's sitting in the fridge for me to have to eat later. Well, one of our waiters told us once that that's like their whole business model. Because um, they said that like he was talking about us taking it home, and he said that it's just as it's they they in, or they they've set up the food so that it's just as good, if not better, reheated. Yeah. So they like that. That's their model is fill you up on bread and soup and or salad and then have you take your food home like it come back for more interesting and that's just like a quicker way to flip tables or just I don't know kinda... I think it's it's kind of like uh, you know getting someone addicted <laughs> addicted to the Olive Garden um Capstans, what do you think? Olive Garden, good, good, good to eat at or not? 
Um, and if you say, yeah, it's good to eat at, you know, you're obviously, you know, uncultured swine. Jesus. <laughs> what? Okay, so you get the chicken carbonara. I mean, the the shrimp I had was just too too much breading. It was just it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. I just I don't know. I hope I never have to go back, but I'm sure it, I'll be forced into it at some point in my life. Yeah, I'd say it's highly likely. <laughs> I don't even think we we didn't even pop tabs. I wanted to get right into it. I think we should pop tabs and start talking about hockey, though. Yeah. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Yeah, I, we should have popped tabs and then, and then get went on that tirade against uh, Olive Garden. But, you know... Yeah, now I th- it's time for the next soundbite. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I will also... Okay, I will say my last... And, and this is going to make me sound like a complete fucking snob, but I don't even fucking care. Fuck you guys. Uh... I lived for two years in Italy, and I think it, while it was a mind-blowing experience in food, uh, I think that it ruined it. Like, most Italian food stateside, I'm like, this is trash. So, and and any Italian food that isn't is probably way out of the price range, because, like, you can find that shit for, like, $5 anywhere else in, in Italy. Like, food's cheap there, for the most part. And especially so when I was there, because I was before the Euro, and they were still operating on Lira. Well, my brother-in-law, his dad, was born in Italy, and his family immigrated when he was uh, six years old, and I can tell you that his homemade pasta is quite different than... The restaurants, um, sure. Especially the lasagna, man, it slaps. Yeah, and so like, would you ever go to him and say, you know what? I think that uh, I think that Olive Garden's lasagna is <clears throat> just outclasses yours in every way. Well, no, I wouldn't because I don't think that. Right, exactly. So I'm getting at here. That doesn't mean I don't like what they have. Yeah, but I mean, so how, I mean, how often do you go to Olive Garden? Not much anymore. Well, what happened? I don't know. I just eat other things. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. So if I call you up one day and I'm like, Polly, let's go to Olive Garden. Really craving some chicken shrimp carbonara with cream. What would you say? I'd probably have to go just because you're inviting me there. <laughs> I mean, it's your idea. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. Ugh. Well, I'm not I'm not proud of it, though. I'm not proud of having of going there and being forced into it, coerced into it. I'm not proud of it. But, Captains, you, you tell us. Do you like Olive Garden? Um, and am I just completely off base being a fucking snob? I mean, I know I'm being a snob, but like, am I off base with my snobbery? I don't think so. All gardens want us. <laughs> yeah, we've just done a 20 minute ad read for fucking Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, Olive Garden. Um, <clears throat> for every any any 
any opinion can be bought. Um, I will literally be an Olive Garden evangelist for the right right price. So, you know, we can, we can go that route too. Yeah, we're all about integrity here. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and money, M- money more than integrity, I would say. But hey, fuck it. The integrity of money's value. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, high control hip check. It's going to be about COVID. Just giving you all the updates, the rundowns of the things that we do know, and maybe have a little discussion as to how that's going to be. So strap in. This is the hockey troll hip check. So, with this segment and every other segment and podcast episode that we've ever done, there's going to be a lot of speculation going on here, but let me just start it off with what we actually do know and what has transpired to this point, and this point being Sunday, 1 a.m. Well, 1 a.m. on Monday, so yeah, we're up late again. Uh <clears throat> The NHL has recently put a travel ban on any games that involve crossing borders that happened this Saturday, uh, from what I understand. So, like, two days ago, a.k.a. right after the Caps got the Winnipeg game in, like, literally right in the nick of time, like the day before the ban was announced. So, that's why you've been seeing so many postponements when the Canadian clubs are involved. Because either they have to travel across borders and or whatever, right? So, effectively, as far as travel goes, they've just created a Canadian bubble, I would say. At least until this till this is lifted. Um, technically, it could be lifted in the twenty third, but I think that most reports that I'm seeing like are it's probably going to go into the new year. Um, with this travel ban, has come enhanced COVID protocols like more testing players on lockdown, especially while traveling only a pre-approved places in which they can gather as a team. Um, so basically no team dinners stay like, at, you know, you go to the rink, you do your work and then you go to the hotel room and you stay there and you get dinners delivered to you and things like that from what I understand. So it's no free time, which has to suck a little bit. Um, it's probably nice for like the first week and a half. And then you're like, Fuck, I like to go somewhere, you know? Um, Ontario has limited all indoor facilities of over a thousand capacity to 50%. So if you've seen any games in Ontario, um, you know, which what affects Toronto, Ottawa, and help me out. What was the last one? Uh, it's just three. them. Okay, Toronto and Ottawa. Um, the Bell Center in Montreal will not have fans for the foreseeable future, so they're also affected. Uh, they're a little bit. They've Quebec or at least Montreal has doubled down and just said no fans. <clears throat> um, and everything else is basically a case by case basis. Now, the teams that are like super affected, who've had games postponed and have like many many players on the COVID list. Kind of like the Caps, though the Caps are still playing. Um, 
the Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche, the Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins, Nashville Predators, Detroit Red Wings, and Toronto Maple Leafs have all had seasons postponed through the league's holiday break due to outbreaks within their team. Well, um, so really, I you know, as of this weekend, it's really coming to a head. Polly, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, it it does seem to be approaching a point where something will probably need to be done. Uh, there's, you know, if you look at Twitter, plenty of people calling for that. Right. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get harder and harder to put teams out on the ice if these numbers keep rising, and I'm sure the NHL would love to avoid another extended period of time without those ticket sales. Yeah. If they're and playing. Absolutely. And so this leads us into the Olympics. The NHL has uh, a January 10th deadline, and this is from Emily Kaplan of ESPN, to opt out of the Olympics without financial penalty. The league said on Sunday that it will announce an Olympic decision in the coming days. The league sources tell ESPN that it is highly unlikely that NHL players will go to the Olympics now as the NHL schedule has been materially impacted by COVID-19. And that was the whole caveat, right? So, like, material, materially impacted. If the schedule gets materially impacted, which a.k.a. is are the owners and is the league losing money when they start to lose money, which doesn't take much when you're operating on margins that the NHL does and relying so much, not on TV deals, but of actual in-person attendance to your games. This is, this is what happens. So it takes very little games. Obviously I think that there's been like what, 20 games, uh, probably postponed or, or moved. And that's just enough. And the NHL is like, we're losing too much money. So, you know, of the hundreds of games that are going to be played over the course of a season, you're looking at 20 to make it a material impact. Now, um, you know, interesting story. And it's like, why is hockey like this? And, you know, last year was the NFL and things like that, right? Well, I was listening to NPR um, yesterday. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> And they're discussing, like, why hockey is such a super spreader sport. And they said that, like, scientifically, and, like, they spoke to an epidemiologist, and they said that, like, the temperature above the ice, you know, it's like a, a brisk, like, 60 degrees, you know, and then in the in the arena, it's probably, like, lower 70s at the top, uh, is just a great climate for virus to spread. And, you know the temperature above the ice where the water vapor gets trapped, you know, at the molecular level uh, due to, you know, temperature and condensation. I don't know, science shit. Um, it's all trapped at about head level for these players because the design of the rinks with the boards and the glass reaching so far up, it's just like, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, especially in Pittsburgh, everybody's just like mouth breathing towards the rink, right? Cause you're all watching the rink and all those like, all that vapor and, and, um, you know, beer farts and just mouth breathing CO2 and germs just gets flooded onto the ice. Um, all the burps. Yeah. All, all the bur all the icy light burps. Um, so that on top of the poor ventilation that's typically in these type of arenas and the close proximity of the people inside. I mean, it just looks, it just seems like, Hockey is just one of those sport, those sports where it's just easy for this virus to spread, you know. 
hey, just a, a little bit of detail there, a little science. That's what we're here for to educate you on science. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, Paul. I mean, what's your take here? Should they cancel? Should they? Now, it's interesting because let's say the league the league is already planned for three weeks off, right? Yeah. For for the Olympics, and it seems to be. Like, right in line. So if the league does plan a shutdown, they'd only have to really be, like, maybe a week or two more than the already uh, predetermined time in which they've chopped out for the Olympics. So instead, they're just not going to... They might just not send hockey players or NHL players to the Olympics. And instead, they'll just, like, okay, it's just a break now. I mean, this is already scheduled anyways, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think... They either have the ability to push through and then utilize that break, or they could shut down now right. and start rescheduling during that gap. Right. Um, I mean, it seems like those are their two main options. I mean, I guess as, as things continue to rise, I guess the first, the first move would be to remove fans before shutting down the league. Um, but then, yeah, if the players just keep getting it, and I, mean, I guess at some point they have to, if, if yeah. this doesn't get calmed down. Now, I mean, the problem, and it's interesting you say that, because is the problem all the dirtbag fans bringing in COVID? Because in a bubble, the NHL was like highly successful. Yeah, I mean, I think the fans, that would be your first thing to cut because you don't need the fans to play the game. Right, right. And um, um, then if that doesn't work, then you shut down the game. Yeah, and I mean, with every single person you're, that you allow in contact in like a you know six-foot radius or, more, or even more, just – breathing the same air, I guess, as these players, you're exponentially increasing the risk. You know, I don't know by how much or even if it is exponentially, but you're, you would have to think logic says that you're at least upping the risk a little bit, right? With every person in the stands. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're getting the bodies in there and 18,000 extra people to bring it in. And, you know, all it takes is a couple to spread like wildfire. Right, right, right. Um, so what do you what are you foreseeing? Do you think that they're going to go to the Olympics? No, I don't think they are. Yeah, I hate to say it, I don't think so either. Um, which really sucks. I uh, I mean, I want to see any. I I I didn't think that the product of the game when the NHLers weren't in the last Winter Olympics was drastically reduced it was still good hockey um except for team usa who just sucked so bad uh but i will say that it would have been i mean with nhlers you could tell the difference right yeah definitely i mean it it, it's kind of like i think without the nhlers it's kind of like watching the world championships every year in the spring yeah. But the NHLers there, it's like watching the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if 
you know, if, if the NHL does stay out, I think Team USA should just take their World Juniors team. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, why not? They didn't have success picking through college, <laughs> AHL, and European pros last time around. So, you know, these kids are going to come together and gel, have a little momentum together. I mean, it it would probably piss off their juniors and college teams, but, you know, I, I think if you're a college kid or even playing in the O or the WHL and like you can play the end of your regular season or you can go play for Team USA in the Olympics, you're going to take the Olympics. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I agree fully with like maybe like the top line, like the top five players of the world junior team and then mix in some like the top college players like or yeah i mean i guess you could take some of the older college guys because some of the college guys are too old for juniors so right that's the whole point that i was trying to make is that yeah maybe you take world juniors and then fill out the roster with former world juniors who are playing college now yeah you know and i mean or guys who are on the cusp of making it to the show yeah just take that whole first line from michigan that got drafted Right. <laughs> in the first round. Exactly. Right. So, uh, man, this sucks. Like, and, and I'll let you all do your own research on the actual virus itself. Like, you know, people are saying, well, yeah, this new strain could be a good mutation of the virus, which makes it like less deadly overall, but more like the flu that comes around every every year or whatever um, and have it kind of, it's like a seasonal disease or virus, right? Like the flu. Uh, or it could just be like, you know, in-game shit and, you know, Stephen King's The Stand happening and like 80% of the world just going to conk out and die because of this virus. So, you know, it's either one or the other, you know, there's no in-between, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, 10 years from now, there may be no internet and, um, you know, 150 billion people on the planet. Yeah, yeah. 150 million? Or 150, you said yeah. billion? 150 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if that does happen, and you mentioned to me who, I mean, obviously I'll be like king of something. I'll have to be, I will... I think I'll make my, you know, I'll have some sort of country, island, you know, part uh, going on. Just mention that you were an OG Caps Chirp fan and Hockey Troll at the end. Um, you know, I'll probably be like a ruler of some sort in post-apocalyptic Earth. If you did, it'd be like a Lord of the Flies type <laughs> civilization. <laughs> Did you actually read that in high school, Lord of Flies? Yeah, I can't remember if it was high school or middle school, but yeah, I read it. You know what? That's one of the that's one of the classics that I've always wanted to read. I never did. Instead, I was like fucking stuck reading like Catcher in the Fucking Rye, which is like the worst book ever fucking uh, written. You know, I think I'm really going after people this episode. Fucking fuck Olive Garden. 
Fuck Catcher in the Rye. Who's that? Salinger? <laughs> Fucking fuck them all. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> all these American staples. <laughs> well, just picture uh, Walking Dead, but all children, and there's the Lord of the Flies. That's sick. See, that would be way more, way more entertaining than like I saw someone write "fuck" on a bathroom stall and absolutely lost my shit. <laughs> okay, so sorry if that was a spoiler for anyone who hasn't read Catcher in the Rye, but just never read it. Just take it from me. Take it from me. I'm a very well-read scholar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you haven't heard, Hockey Troll has read Ken Dryden's book. <laughs> yeah uh we've been i've been covering that for the past two years uh you know i really wanted to like get real down deep into the minutiae of the book so <laughs> speaking of downs football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game but the latest no-brainer from drafting sports book an official sports betting partner of the nfl you'll be a winner once a single point scored new customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win 100 dollars in free bets it's that simple if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Paul, I've worked up quite the appetite shitting on all sorts of things today and you know obviously talking about covid and and being upset with the possible the possibility of the nhl taking a pause which is already seeming on its way and the olympics so you know i'm ready to i'm ready to um eat my eat my problems away open up baby (laughs) It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Open up, baby. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> no. No, I, I didn't like that at all. I think that was <laughs> scary. <clears throat> um, okay. Let's talk about talk about Chell. Talk about world juniors and stuff and obviously the ladies hockey yeah so when i first started thinking about my my segment my main thing was going to be talking about my excitement of world juniors and 10 of the women's international teams being added to nhl 22 but that's really just more my my entrance my segue but i I'll, i'll start with that um so you know I, we mentioned it last week. NHL in January is going to be adding the World Junior rosters and the women's teams. Um, I mean, I'm excited. You know, we talked about how it's always been fun to play with the international teams, and this will just be both of these will be a new twist on that because we're just used to playing with 
the the NHLers on the on the pro teams or on the international teams and yeah I think what's cool with the World Juniors thing and I wonder if this is connected to how the NCAA is now allowing athletes to be paid for their image maybe that's what was holding this back because college kids play in the World Juniors so um, you know now this is probably gonna be the biggest payday for any college hockey players is having their name and face in world in NHL. Oh, I see. Because college players will play in the world. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I mean, wait, wait. That's... When is so? When does Chell generally come out? Because I think the last one I have is when Ovi was on the cover, which is like 15. It comes out in um, September, but I think they're just putting in an update. Oh, so download. people who have 21. We'll get this. No, this is the 22 game. It's always the year ahead. Oh, that's right. So anyone who has 22 now will will enjoy these updates. Yeah, yeah. So you can download that, and I imagine they. I mean, they they may give you an option to play through the tournament. I'm not sure how that's going to work, or if you can just play with them, you know, on an individual basis. Um, I, I kind of think that the games will be anytime you pick a World Juniors team as the home team, it'll be in Red Deer, Alberta, since that's where the tournament is. They're probably not going to program random ranks for these international squads. Right. Um, but, you know, in addition to the World Juniors, which for anyone... Uh, who isn't familiar? I believe it's um, you have to be twenty years or younger when the tournament starts. Um, okay. Twenty-one is too old. Um, but they're going to have ten of the women's international teams, obviously highlighted by Canada and USA. And these rosters are full of athletes who have been churning it out in the 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 women's pro game for a long time. And recognition has jumped up, but this is going to be one of the, the higher forms for them. You know, just like the I mentioned with the college kids, this is going to give them an opportunity to get paid more, you know, for their likeness and the, the rights and however that all works. But um, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm so excited to play with Team USA's women's team, uh, especially Hillary Knight, Celebrity Crush. Um <laughs> But, you know, transitioning from that to uh-huh. the My Why Tour, which is a eight, an eight-game rivalry series that USA and Canada have been playing for the last month, month and a half. Um, right. It's currently – Team USA is 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. They, One of their wins was an OT. They're winless on U.S. soil. Um, so, you know, they've gotten – two overtime losses. So, I mean, better than two and four, I guess. Um, you know, Team USA's leading goal scorer, none other than Hillary Knight, with four goals in eight ga- in six games. Megan Keller, Alex Carpenter, Kendall Coyne, Schofield all have three assists. And Hillary Knight is the points leader with five. Compared to Canada's points leader, Marie-Philippe Poulin, who has eight points, four and four. Let me ask you this. Uh, at one point, 
Hillary Knight was slated to be like the most prolific goal scorer in women's international play. Did she is does this this has to count, right? Or I'm not only... sure if this counts, but she she broke the world championships record at the most recent tournament. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so, so she's it's not OV, all but... international, but it's uh the yearly tournament of the world championships. Gotcha. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so they have a game that will already have been played by the time this drops on Monday in St. Paul. And then they head up to Edmonton Red Deer. Um, so I guess I was wrong. It's a nine game series, not an eight game series, but team USA would basically have to sweep to even have a chance here. Right. Uh, and who knows if they're going to play those two games up in Canada in January because of everything that's going on with the NHL and, and all that. Um, all I'd have to say is I hope that if they do continue with World Juniors that they don't screw over the women's game, which would be right after World Juniors in right. the same arena. Which they've so tried to do. Already, they've tried to do this by canceling the women's tournament and just like continuing with World Juniors. I believe they did that last year, didn't they? Well, yeah, they they canceled the women's tournament, but still played the men's World Championships. Right. And then, luckily, there was an uproar, and they reacted to it. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh yeah, we're rescheduling it." But when they announced the cancellation, there was no contingency plan. Right. Presented so. Who knows if they were really going to reschedule it or if it was just a reaction. Either way, they did the right thing. Now, that transitions into my next point. Team Canada won. You know, and I think Team USA was looking to win. It would have been six or seven in a row. Okay. And, um, well, so Canada hadn't won a major tournament since the 14 Olympics. And Team USA had been winning world championships before that. But now, Canada has won this year's World Championship, and then they are dominating this series so far. So, I'm thinking, or I'm wondering, you know, is Team USA in trouble? Has has the has the tide shifted? Because it kind of seemed like Canada was kind of dominating the early 2000s, and the second half of the decade has been all USA. Ever since Team Canada won the gold in um, Sochi, it's basically right. been all USA. And they've always been close games, but Team USA has been, been pulling it out. Uh, I, I think Canada's got a lot of momentum. And as a USA hockey fan, I'm a little worried. The only thing I find solace in is in the past, Team USA was able to rally when losing in the Olympics to get their wins in the world championship. So maybe they can have the opposite effect this time and rally from a world championship loss and get that gold medal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, international play is so spontaneous, I feel like. You know, because in these situations... Like, so in round-robin play, right? Like, I mean, how many times have you seen a team... I mean, this just happened to the the men 
in the recent World Juniors, right? Canada's getting like the shit kicked out of them in, in round robin playing and in qualifying, and they go in and just go off for like four four wins in a row, and that wins them the tournament, right? Yeah. So this is a little bit different because it's a series, you know. Um, so there's not a lot of tournament rules, and like you can't luck out like winning a couple round robin games, limping into qualifying, and then just go off on a heater uh, and win the tournament, right? So you, so this is a little bit more holistic, but. I don't know. I mean, you say it's it's completely even, right? Right now. So it's 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're looking at it from Canada's side, it's they're 4-1-1. One, and one. Yeah. Wait, wait, how? Hold on, explain this to me. Well, because... Team USA's overtime loss gets them that that extra category, but when Team Canada wins in overtime, it's just counted as a win. Right. Okay. So if, if you weren't counting overtime, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So they're four and two, or four. Okay, four one and one. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do I think they're in trouble? Nah. I mean, and to your point, though, women's Canadian hockey has – so USA and Canada were usually neck and neck, right? And like all yeah, time, like all the way since the 80s. Yeah, and it's only seemed to be recently that Finland has worked its way into the conversation. Yeah, and so basically it was traded in – and unlike the men's side where Canada has – way more gold medals than the USA. Um, in the women's, it's a lot more even, right? Like, I think Canada maybe has, like, one or two more in international play. All time. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, they trade off pretty yeah. pretty equally. Yeah, and, and so <clears throat> I would attribute uh, the USA's most recent Olympic run and win to their aging superstars right i mean their superstars are finally like hitting like the prime or just past their like age prime of of their careers right i mean like like you said hillary knight the Showfields, um you know alex carpenter megan keller like a lot of these a lot of these players are a little bit older and i think that they were probably like i mean how old is hillary knight right now she's close to she's got to be in her 30s right I think she's 34. Yeah. So she's an 80. If she's 34, she's probably an 87. That's, that's me. That's my age. So like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wish I was in that fucking good of shape right now. Jesus Christ. You know, that's just <laughs> the most depressing shit. Oh yeah. You know, Sidney Crosby, he's an 87. Yeah. I mean, not that I would ever <laughs> want to trade places with that guy, but, uh, yes, you <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's wild to think like that's the age of people, and they're like they're killing it on the national on the international level. Um, <clears throat> anyways, enough self pity, but no, I think that it, it's all about because these women have been in development for a decade now, right? I mean, the Showfields, Hillary Knight, the they've all been in the program for like ten years. You know, they've been playing since they were probably eighteen. Uh, like under the microscope like this. And then, uh, 
uh, they finally developed and, and got some wins in. So I don't really know much that much about Canadian uh, women's hockey as far as who's in the pipeline there, but it does seem like they have a, a bit of a younger core. Uh, do you know anything about that? No, honestly, I, I don't pay much attention to Canada's roster. Um, when it comes to women's hockey, I'm, I'm all USA. And, I mean, I, I watch the NWHL or the PHF and the PWHPA, but really the only players I follow are the American players. Yeah, and well, would you say that most of these women are older? Um, a good chunk of them, yeah. They've, they've been there and been established. They're, they're definitely not, um, they're not full of fresh college graduates. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, you know, and I think it's the ebb and flow, you know, of, of just how the roster strength is. Obviously, I'm hoping that the USA can pull out the win here. Um, and I guess they are going to do this by points, right? Whoever gets the most points wins this tournament because it's a straight up heads up battle, right? Well, I think so it's nine games. So, um, I'm not sure if it's straight up wins and losses or if it's, I mean, they're, they're keeping track of points. So the points obviously matter. So it must be a points total. Right. Interesting. I wonder if what happens if it becomes an even points. Yeah, there's probably some kind of tiebreaker. Yeah, or like a playoff. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we we, we already told you that mm-hmm. we're taking a break, but when we come back in January, we will have World Juniors to talk about, and then we will either have a preview of these last two games or we will have the news to talk about that they canceled them because of COVID. Right. Um, And then, you know, then we can start looking forward to a month and a half later when this tournament gets its rematch. Cause I'm sure they're in the same group. It seems to always happen. I think they want to, they want to guarantee that they play each other. But, um, yeah, in group play. Yeah. So we'll have some Team USA to talk about here in two weeks. And even if the NHLers don't go to the Olympics, hockey fans, there is plenty to watch with the women's game. Absolutely. No doubt, no doubt. Um, and I wonder what they're going to do. You know, like I wonder what most sports leagues are going to do uh, across the across the nation once it, if this – thing doesn't get under control um you know I, unfortunately i don't think that it's going to be like we're going to wake up one day and like the pandemic's going to be over I feel like we're going to be dealing with this for quite a long time yeah i'm sure um i mean i think it's highly likely that the women will will go and, and send the top players because pretty much for all of the the players in this tournament this is their main hockey you know right. they're they practice, it seems like they're, you know, I, I follow some of them on Instagram and I see what they, they're posting and Team USA gets together a good bit and they play these tournaments and stuff. So 
they they keep Team USA stays active year round for the mm-hmm. women's team. So I I think there would almost have to be no Olympics for the team to decide not to send the normal Team USA roster. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they also, I'm not sure if they have like that other obligation that that the the women have another obligation like that's so concrete like the NHL players do with PHF. Yeah, so the PHF players may have something to worry about there. Um, I'm not sure if there's many American or Canadian players from the PHF that go to the Olympics. The the ones that would be more affected by it would be the, the European players. Right. Gotcha. But, you know, just one more thing on women's hockey. Um, mm. There's a tournament in April. It's called the Barstool Hockey Cup. Um, and it is going to be a women's hockey showcase. There hasn't been a whole lot of information out on it. Uh, but I just wanted to mention it because it's going to supposedly feature um, top women talent in the world. I know that um, Amanda Kessel, she was on like the announce- the announcement post. So that's at least one Olympian who's going. Um, but that will be some women's hockey to watch once the Olympics have ended. Interesting. Now, I wonder... Uh... Uh, yeah, I wonder what kind of social backlash we're going to see on that because, you know, traditionally Barstool hasn't exactly been widely accepted by fans of that genre of sports. Yeah, there, there's there been um, there's been support both ways yeah. in, in some of the comment sections. Right. But, um, you know, I think regardless of the what people think of the company, if the athletes step out on the ice – they deserve to at least be mentioned. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and circling all the way back around to the whole Chell thing with the update and whatnot with women's hockey, uh, this is, I feel like this is a pretty good business move by, uh, the PHF here too. If, if those players can get featured as well and just having that door open because, you know, they're a big Twitch like they stream on Twitch, like that's where you watch PHF games if you're not in the area. True. Uh, well, actually, no they they're not on Twitch anymore. They they're exclusively ESPN Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but you know, actually, that's where they got to start, I, though, right? Yeah, yeah. They they did a lot of Twitch, and every now and then NBC Sports would cover. Gotcha. But I did have a thought about the women's international teams being on the game. I think this is a sly move by the NHL to support women's hockey without investing in the PHF, which you have said before, you think they want them to go bankrupt so they can buy up everything cheaply and then do their own women's pro league through the NHL. And so by doing this, they are showing they support the women's game but they're not actually giving the PHF, you know, the only PHF players that would be in the game would be ones who play for one of these teams. Right. Which I don't think are a whole lot. 
but that'll be worth looking into. Yeah, it's interesting to see how it's going to go. I mean, um, Batman and the NHL, like overlords, have said that they don't want to launch a a women's hockey league with competition. So they don't want to. They want to open the space. They want to be the only player in the space. Um, which, <laughs> you know, like what? It, I wish I could open up a business that had zero competition in the world. Yeah, that people right. would want. Like, okay. Um, you know, if, if I find that niche, I'm not fucking talking to any of you about it, but, uh, you know, I, I, he, that's, that's their business plan, whatever. Uh, and that's why they stopped funding you know, they weren't barely, I mean, I think they were going to like what? $10,000 a year or some shit to these leagues. Like it was fucking peanuts when it comes to running, running a league. I mean, less than ref fees for beer league for a year probably <laughs> like you can yeah. you know it was it was bad so uh, uh and i'll be interested to see how this shakes out and especially with the whole covid situation but uh you know at the very least you get to play uh with an expanded rosters on, on nhl 22 so that's cool yeah exciting stuff absolutely all right, Caps fans, uh, I think that's in, we've been droning on and off, and it's late, so we should get to bed. But, uh, Paul, you have anything else to say? Uh, support women's hockey, go Team USA, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Like we said, we'll be off this next week, so no Epis next week. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be active on social media, so, you know chirp us there but uh you know if you don't uh if you want and you're, you're really starving for our our content we've got like three years of it so you can go all the way back and if you find anything interesting you can call us on some bullshit definitely chirp us for that uh yeah some, some... i mean some of the highlights are uh we've had Oli kolzig on twice carl alsner on thrice speaking of women's hockey we had kristen lewicki on who is a former buffalo buttes player um, you know, we've had, we've had some, some good guests yeah. and, you know, some good episodes of our own, just, just talking. So, you know, search through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Captions, look, have a great holiday. Uh, enjoy your time off. I hope it's like super cool and you eat a lot of food and you get like all those, uh, gifts in which you wanted, like, you know, more than just underwear and socks, I hope. For all of you. Polly, what did you ask for for Christmas? I didn't ask for anything. What do you want for Christmas, Polly? <clears throat> I can't, I mean... You can't tell me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing... I don't know. I'd take a jersey. I'd take a Hillary Knight Team USA jersey. <laughs> okay. Polly, you don't want anything? You didn't ask your family for anything? No. Okay. Well. Fine. I guess that's that's cool. I didn't I didn't ask for much either, but I think that I'm gonna get a lot of cool shit, so good for that. My wife did give me a um a hair straightener. A what? A hair straightener. Or no, I'm sorry. A hair dryer. A hair dryer. Yeah, okay. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. 
it blows hot air at you, correct? Yeah. Okay. A hair, but a hair straightener is like it's not like these little pinchers that are hot that no. you run. Okay. A hair and as stra- I'm growing my hair out, it's a very practical and thoughtful gift, and I like it. I never use a hair dryer. Well, I'm not you. All natural, baby. <laughs> I don't need that that artificially hot air across this this flow. You've got enough hot air of your own. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, now we're just fucking off. Captions, have a great uh, have a great holiday. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and stay safe. Enjoy the holiday. Hopefully, you get all the cool shit that you wanted. All right. See you in a couple weeks. Hockey Troll Poly Cupcakes. Signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.